Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hey, this is Anna. David, you are listening to Recover Girl. It's a podcast about addiction, recovery, and so many other things. This may be the juiciest episode yet. If you are new to this podcast, well, you've jumped on board at a pretty fiery time. This is when I get into a debate. You could call it a fight, but my guests and I love each other, so we call it a debate. We call it a fiery debate. It is about how effective is treatment today, particularly 12-step. So if you have feelings about that, you better listen. This is one of those uh, episodes that's aired as a Facebook Live, and usually those are reasonably popular, but usually most people see them afterwards. Hundreds and hundreds of comments. So far, 70,000 views and counting. So people got very, very fired up. So if you want to hear why somebody who's over 30 years sober in AA has such problems with AA, keep listening. That someone, by the way, is my friend Scott Steindorf. He is a prolific TV and film producer. He has Golden Globes. He's produced the movie Chef, uh, the TV show Empire Falls, Love in the Time of Cholera, The Human Stain. He's sort of known as Hollywood's go-to book guy because he gets people like Philip Roth and Gabriel Garcia Marquez and other authors to give up the rights to their books. He's also a very, very opinionated guy. So I'm going to stop talking. So you hear us get into this. This is Scott Steindorf. What's up, you guys? Anna David here uh, talking to you every week, as I do, about addiction and recovery. Uh, today, I, different times. You guys, I want you to tell me which times work best for you. Um, today very special guest, not only a very special person, but a friend of mine. And not only that, but a friend of mine I'm about to get in a fight with. So yeah. you guys need to see it here. This is Let's Scott Steindorf. He is raring to Golden Globe winning, prolific TV and film producer of things like Empire Falls, Love in the Time of Cholera, Jane Got a Gun, uh, Far more relevant for this conversation is he's sober over 34 years, longer than many of you have been alive. Um, and Are you calling he, me old? <laughs> I'm sober 17 years. As so, And last week, Greg Williams said, oh, that's so great you got sober as a teen. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I got sober at 30. I'm 100 years old. But um, sobriety keeps us looking terribly young, as Scott can attest to. 
And my point is that he's sober over 34 years and he is passionate about the topic of recovery and in particular finding new ways to help people recovery. He's been quoted on the topic of recovery in publications like The Fix, The Daily Beast, and many, many more. And guess what? He's a visiting professor at Arizona State University where he helps kids work with their emotions, something that is sorely needed. Please welcome Mr. Scott Steindorf. Hey, nice hey. to meet you all. Nice so, to see you, Anna. Let's have some fun. We're, I, I instructed Scott before we started that we can fight, but we also have to have fun. Now, Scott and I quote unquote met. Well, we were Facebook friends because, you know, we're sober people and that sort of happens. Um, I think Scott, you hit on me. That's oh, why. That's how it started. This is what I was going to say. I've almost never in the history of Facebook invited anybody to be my Facebook friend, which means that we are Facebook friends and you must have requested me years and years ago. Um, I, I judged not. But one day I said, I noticed and I said, oh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm Facebook friends with this sort of bigwig producer. I wonder how that happened. Anyway, hi, Richard. Hi, Rodney. Thank you guys for chiming in. Um, oh, by the way, go share this on your Facebook page. You get to see two friends get in a fight about recovery. What could be better? And if you are hearing this on my podcast, Recover Girl, so psyched, you can tune in and see my see these kinds of things happening live if you go and like my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Anna B. David. Now, anyway point is Scott and I sort of knew each other on Facebook or whatever and then were reintroduced as Scott started to become increasingly passionate about this topic of recovery. So we got together, we had coffee, and Scott shared with me his feelings about how the current way we're handling recovery is not working. So Scott, tell these listeners slash watchers why you think the current way we're dealing with recovery isn't working. Well, I'm going to start with the, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous was written 79 years ago. So in the last 79 years, the world has completely changed. And in the last several years, everything in the world is being disrupted. Everything we know about life is, is being disrupted. If you had cancer 79 years ago, you probably would die within a month. Today, if you have a cancer diagnosis, chances are pretty good that you're going to live with most forms of cancer. It's advanced dramatically. Okay. Recovery of substance abuse has not advanced at all. This book of Alcoholics Anonymous, written 79 years ago, which was a Christian doctrine, which was basically a Christian belief system, has gone on and is used in the majority of rehab centers today. So why wouldn't we take a look at that and update it, modernize it, disrupt it, challenge it, and make it better. Now, Scott, it should be noted, has been sober in AA this entire time. Correct. So you had a major change of heart. 
about, well, let, let, let's be clear. When I first got sober and I was 23 years old, I was, there was a, something that came over me and I don't call it a spiritual experience. It was the identification of a power within me, within me, not outside of me. And it's called self-efficacy that I had the ability to overcome this problem. And through self-efficacy and resilience, I was able to bounce back very quickly in life and overcome cocaine addiction, which had, I had overdosed and almost died from several times. So I believe that it's not a power outside of ourselves that's going to change. And, and so that's why I challenge this entire system of a 12-step system. And what happened to me, and it's happened to me over the years, I've done a lot of work, but about three years ago, I started doing some, you know, was, I, I've been very active in AA my entire sobriety. And and worked with a lot of kids. And I was working with a kid that was in his early 20s, and he didn't feel comfortable and want to go back to an AA meeting. And then I worked with another kid that was about 32, and they weren't comfortable. And they weren't comfortable because they felt it was religion, and they felt it was cult-like. And, and it made me go do my own research. Me doing this work right now was not on any goal card or ambition or anything. It was me trying to discover for myself, why isn't this working for the majority of people? Why does it have such a high failure rate? Okay, so I am going to interrupt to talk. People are very actively chiming in, including my friend Kenny who, Palmerantz from InTheRooms.com, who's saying, I have 35 years clean in a 12-step program. No doubt in my mind that I would have been dead without it. Is the program perfect? No, no one's saying that it is. And let me just say, Scott, as you know, I feel very much the way Kenny does. Um, and I'm wondering, why did you keep going to meetings for 34 years or 33 or however long it's been if you felt this power was within you and not out there? Um, well, the whole know. God thing is ridiculous. I mean, the God thing is an absolute to, – to think that and to have people turn their life over to some mythic being – that's going to solve all my problems and not teach me life skills and not teach me how to handle life and problems and stress of life and, and, and connect with my innermost emotional core. Okay. Um, and now Amy is saying, a power greater than myself is within me. It's just not the addict ego mind. I would agree. As 12 Steps says in the literature, hold on, we are, it is our own conception of God. And it doesn't really matter. You can call it, somebody else chimed in before, you can call it something within yourself, you can call it something out there. And okay, if you are saying that it doesn't teach life skills, I feel that after 17 years of sobriety and even within a year of sobriety, I had plenty of life skills I had never had before. How is that then? Well, again, I'm not, I, I, I don't want to, I, 
I used a, when I went to AA 34, started going to AA 34 years ago, it was the only game in town. There was no, at the time I got sober in Arizona, there was no cocaine anonymous. There was not a great understanding of the program. I mean, of, of recovery. Today we know so much more. And here, here's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to the crux of it is that my emotional core and dealing with feelings and how to express feelings is the key to everything in life. And it is what is starting to really evolve. There, it's not a disease. All these people sitting in rooms saying, I have a disease of the mind. Bullshit. What disease do you... This is not my opinion. It's a fact. It's not a disease. Yes, when I do cocaine and, and I become deeply addicted to cocaine, it changes my brain chemistry. But after a certain time, that all goes back to normal. Now, Normal for my wiring. So I need to evolve emotionally. I need to, I wish I, I wish I knew now what I, you know, and I didn't have to go through all the trials and errors of life about trauma and, and how to handle emotions and how to express emotions and feelings. People, I didn't drink or use because I felt wonderful and I was on top of the world. I drink and use to change how I feel. So now, okay. So Gabor Mate, as you know, very much believes that addiction is a result of trauma. I believe that it is, you know, we're born with a predisposition and our circumstances either exacerbate or diminish those, the, that precondition. What I will say, there's no fact for what you just said. No, I didn't. I'm not saying there's a fact. I'm talking about my personal experience. It's a fact. It's a fact that that is not true. So, so we can start the debate right now. Is that people walking around in twelve-step groups saying I have, and people like you with 17 years sober, or me when I was 30 years sober, telling people they have a disease of mind is completely wrong, and well, it's completely destructive to people's lives, and they don't change their lives. I did. I did. I did. And I know hundreds of people who did of and course. who do. Okay, so wh- what do you think the failure rate of 12-step groups is? Right I now? will say that I have never received a survey upon entering or leaving an AA meeting. So I, I think any study about that is absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I totally disagree with I that. I know you. It has, it, has, it has a failure rate. And, and by the way, well above 90%. And, and, and that, forget surveys. Forget surveys. And yes, there are groups of you and me that have had 10, 20, 30 people that have all stayed sober a long time and we all connect with each other. That's fabulous. There are, there are some great things about the program. There are some really, really fabulous things about the program. What I don't agree with the program is that book. 
And I think that book needs to be totally rewritten and started over and take all the God and religion out of it and take all the information we know today and put it in there. Now, but meaning and connection, you know, me connecting with you on that basis of, and that's how we connected, that we're both overcoming substance abuse, fabulous. Now, somebody had just said we are getting uh, more comments than I have ever gotten in the history of doing these Facebook yeah, Live all together, yeah. which is fabulous. So keep I'm, I'm, it. I'm one against the army of Anna David of thousands of her followers. Um, um, I, I, see, so, but I will say there are, it's not that everybody is agreeing with me. Just most people are agreeing with me Yeah, because it's because there's, there's it, what has happened to AA is very similar to Scientology. It's become very cult-like. Somebody's and, yeah. I, let me finish. Yep. It's become cult-like in that it's rigidity as far as of its structure and rules. So take away those. Why, why can't people go to a meeting and disagree and say, why do we do this? Why is it this way? By the way, I've done it. And, you know, everybody's up in arms when I started doing that. Yeah, I so, bet. So a group should not function that way. Now, what do you say? to somebody saying to you, well, you're going around and trashing 12-step is keeping people it would work for away from 12-step, and that in itself is dangerous. I don't think it is good for people. So I don't agree with their comments that it's a good thing for them. Well, I, think I... We need to, I think we need to come up with something better. Now... Because, because here's a statistic, 25 million people, this is from your government, 25 million people have substance abuse problem in America on a yearly basis. 10% of them attend AA meetings, okay? According to their record keeping, 90% of those people don't go back. So that's 250,000 out of 25 million are walking around and not using this 12-step program Probably not quitting drinking, probably not quitting using drugs. We need to come up with best, better methods of recovery. Everybody trying to say, let's keep the status quo. Let's keep everything the way it's supposed has been for 79 years. is absolutely the most insane thing possible. When we know so much more today. So, I, go ahead. I just cannot keep up with these comments. It's just out of control. Um, I, well, I, that's because your audience is in AA, and that's who you are. And no. That's, and they, they are fighting for a system that fails most people. It fails more than it succeeds. Um, now. Yes. 
I, I got, I hardly know what I do want to be able to use the comments of these listeners, because I want you to know that not everybody is agreeing with me. There are people who are talking about Buddhist recovery. There are people who are saying um, they started in 12 step and that they've moved on to other things. Um, there are people who are attacking what you're saying. And my point is that I, that I don't think any of us should be attacking anybody. I don't think we should be attacking programs that are working for people. I don't think we should be attacking the people that are, that do not believe that. I think there is room. For I don't everybody. agree. I, I, don't, I, don't. I, I don't agree with that because it's a wrong system and you have rehabs. The majority are rehabs that use the 12 step programs that are misrepresenting results, and they do have a statistic failure rate of close to 90% across the nation. And I we're also... spending billions of dollars, billions of dollars, and there are families that are mortgaging their houses. By the way, I got a call this morning from a guy that sent his wife to rehab, spent $65,000, and on two days after she got out, She's drinking. So, um, so, so can't we do better? Don't now, you think we should try to improve that? Don't you think we should use all this information in 79 years and, um, and quit using a church-like philosophy? Um, somebody, several people have chimed in that AA is not a religious program, but a spiritual it's, well, program. That's, not, that's bullshit. It's a religious program. It was uh, based on the Oxford group. It's set up. And it's all about God. And it's about God. I'm powerless, which is wrong. I'm insane, which is wrong. Turn your life over to God is what it says. Now, uh, as Kenny pointed out a long time ago, early in this conversation, there are plenty of agnostic meetings, including on his website in the rooms. Right. Agnostic and atheist meetings. Um, now, and I want to bring up Stuart's comment, AA doesn't fail people, people fail people. 12-step is a tool, we have to do the work. And also, the idea that the idea of failure is extremely subjective. <clears throat> Isn't somebody who was using heroin and has now moved to something else success? Somebody who's not overdosing? Um, somebody on Suboxone? What do you think about that? I think that's, I think people should be on Suboxone. Um, if, now, if they have an opioid problem and they, they go to heroin, I mean, from heroin, because they're going to die if they don't take Suboxone. So how and, do you... and, and people in 12-step groups, I just had this happen two weeks ago, went to an AA meeting and he's on Suboxone and they said he can't attend the meeting that he's still using. Some, a person so in you that program... That... Uh, Suboxone again. didn't. Suboxone didn't exist when Twelve Step was started. So exactly, a, a and, person, and, and, a person uh, in that program did not approve of it. AA had nothing to say because there's absolutely no way it could comment on it. I mean, I do think that this idea that somebody saying something, there are sick people all over the world, including in this program. You're defending they, something that needs to be changed and updated. You just, you just reiterated my point. A program um, that was, let me finish, I'm your guest, a program that was started 79 years ago that doesn't address all the problems of today and the young people of today, and let's separate the meetings, and if you're on heroin, go to this meeting, and if you're on pot, go to that meeting, and you can't talk about drugs at this meeting, and this and that, that's not helpful, that's, that's, 
That's religion. That's why we have all these problems in the world. It's a religion. And you're separating people. And let me go a step further. When I got sober and I was desperate and I went to rehab and I started going to meetings and it was a men's stag in Scottsdale, Arizona. And everybody in that room had me share at my first meeting for 15 minutes. And all I talked about was cocaine for 15 minutes. And after the meeting, the guys came up to me and go, we don't know anything about cocaine, but we're going to help you. We want you to keep coming back. It was awesome. It was a great group of people. A year ago, or two years ago, I went to that same meeting. And they said in the preamble, you cannot talk about drugs at this meeting. That's religion. That's where you separate people and, and philosophy and belief systems. That's wrong. We need to, in order for people to recover and, and not just quit doing drugs and drinking, People quit drugs and drinking and they go to money and they go to sex and they go to food and they go to other things and they're uncomfortable and they talk about how uncomfortable they are at the holidays. Let's get to the underlying causes and conditions because substance abuse is a small issue compared to the underlying causes and conditions, which that book doesn't do either. So let's let's deal with the underlying causes and conditions. Rehab centers should be dealing with underlying causes and conditions, not taking 50, 60 grand and sending people to a, you know, AA meeting and taking people's money for that. They should be dealing with the trauma, healing the emotional turbulence, changing belief systems. And that's what... Hey, Anna here again. If you liked this podcast... I hope you'd consider giving it a review. You don't have to. I hope you like it either way. But if you like it and you want to like go click subscribe or give it five stars or even four stars and leave a couple nice words, God, I would love you for it.